Welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. One of the shadows of growing up as an American man is the man box we've all been cultured in. And part of the messaging from this box is to be stoic and self-reliant at all costs. Never let men or women see you asking or seeking support. And never speak of the struggles is the message that men internalize from this man box. It seems a bit absurd now as I write this. When I was brought into the tribe of men through a powerful initiation called the New Warrior Training with the Mankind Project, I saw something entirely different. I saw powerful, authentic men who spoke of the full spectrum of the male experience, the struggles and challenges that we all face without all the macho posturing that comes from the man box. I also saw men that were emotionally expressive, but they didn't seem wimpy or weak. Quite the contrary. These men were emotionally truthful, comfortable in their skin, and skilled at relationships of all sorts. And I wanted some of that for myself. The initiation and the work changed my life, and I did episodes about this in the early days of the show. If you go back to that first season, particularly those first dozen episodes or so, or read my book, you will hear my testimony and gratitude for this work and the men who lead and participate in it. And my guest today is the man who brought me into this work, one of my early mentors. He guided me onto the path that would alter the course of my life for the better. I've been thinking a lot lately about mentoring. How do we better mentor the younger men? How do we meet them where they are and honor their gifts and their brilliance and offer the wisdom that we carry as the older generation? How do we see them with fresh eyes? The topic of mentoring and elderhood is one that we will be diving in a bit more as season four unfolds. My guest today is Eric Hansen. Eric has been a leader in the fields of economic development and men's work. He has traveled the world many times over as the president of Economic Transformations Group for the past 23 years, and he has been a leader on dozens of trainings for the Mankind Project. Eric has also staffed a number of these trainings in Folsom Prison with the Inside Circle Foundation, bringing healing and transformation to the men who reside there. Here's my interview with Eric Hansen. All right. I am here with Eric Hansen, my friend and mentor, entrepreneur, men's work leader, Eric Hansen. Eric, welcome to Basecamp for Men. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Tony. Wonderful to be here with you. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you're the, you were the instrument that first got me in to the Mankind Project and the men's work, which changed the whole trajectory of my life. And I count you as not only a friend and a mentor, um, and you know, it, it just felt, we had a conversation recently, just felt really natural to bring you on. I've been wanting to do one on, on mentoring men. And so, um, here we are. And I, you know, I don't know, I think I might've told this story once before on the show, but you know, you and I worked at, uh, in New York at Mary Abrams, uh, moving body resources together. And, you know, you were packing up to leave one night and I said, Hey, where are you going? And you know, you, we, we had struck up a friendship by then. And you said, Oh, I'm going to my men's group. And I go, men's group, what's that? And you go, Oh, the, it's the mankind project. Uh, and I had gotten an invitation like 10 years prior and it just scared the shit out of me. And so I, you know, I was intrigued cause I had read iron John, I'd read fire in the belly and all those kind of early men's books. Uh, but I was just too scared to do it. And now fast forward, I'm, you know, 36, 37 years old. And here you are leaving the studio. And I said, 
you know, are those things, they're still doing those things. And you said, oh, it's the best stuff for men. And just <laughs> the, the, the way that you said it, really, and just how you were, you know, I just, I trusted you already by then. And I was like, oh my God, he's, they're still doing those. So now I'm kind of game for it, right? And I'm like, you think I should do it? And you went, oh, absolutely. And so that was it. I went and signed up and it just changed everything about how my life was going to go. And the next chapters of my hero's journey were, were, there was some synchronicity there. But I wanted to, you know, A, thank you for that. And B, you know, how did you first get into it? So I have a story about how I got into it. How did you get into it? And was there also fear when you first got invited, uh, like there was for me? Because I, I was just too scared to do a weekend in the woods with 80 men. That just sounded terrifying to me. Uh, and, 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 and it still sounds a little terrifying, if I'm honest. <laughs> Very good, Tony. Well, this is, um, it's, it's wonderful to hear um, uh, you remind me about what that was like for you to first get into the program and uh the, the just before answering your question about how i got involved i just want to acknowledge that um at that moment it was like oh cool tony's interested mm. interesting all right um it, it's it's interesting because it doesn't seem like he needs it. It mm. seems like he's got something he's going to give through mm. the MKP. That's yeah. what it, that was what it was first for me. I mean, I, I, I appreciated um, that you were pretty solid on your feet already. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And that contrasts a lot with my entry into the, into the um, uh, mankind project. Um, and uh you know, it's it's actually it's actually a very tender topic for me to talk about and to mm -hmm. kind of go back into. I I I was um, I was forty three, I think, when um, forty maybe forty two when I first heard about MKP. Mm -hmm. a, a dear friend of mine had said, "Oh man," because I saw some glint in his eyes. I go, "What?" What's going on here? Well, I just came back from Hawaii where I did this men's retreat and it was great. And um, you should do it. And I, you know, kind of get, oh, yeah, well, that sounds great. But I wasn't in a place right then to do it. Yeah. But two years later, in the um, in the belly of of, um, of of a divorcing process, mm -hmm. uh, separation losing a family, all kinds of, of things were going down. And it was like, Andrea, what, what was that thing that you told me about a couple yeah. of years ago? I need a lifeboat right now. <laughs> yeah. Something's yeah. yeah. got to come and, you know, help out here. I'm a desperate man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a desperate man. And that's kind of, um, you know how I would say that. You know, I I, I was full of vim and vigor as a twenty-year-old and a twenty-five-year-old, and a, you know I'm conquering the world and everything is great and okay. I've got a woman. I can you know we're okay. We'll get a family going. Da 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 da. But by the time that um, this came along, there were there were a lot of ways in which I had given away my power and parts of myself and i was 
You know, not a, not a uh, not not a not a very uh, powerful man, I would say, in in my family and my relationships and my parenting. I mean, I think I was going through the motions and doing okay, yeah, but still had this notion that I was in a desperate place. And in fact, um, I know you 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 um, thought it might be a good idea for me to tell the story of what happened. Just uh, so I did sign up for the for the training, and I didn't know what I was getting into. Uh, uh, but I, you know, I just had the sense that you know this this is this seems like it's powerful. Um, I'm hearing good things mm-hmm. about it. Um, it does. It seems really scary. What am I? What's going to be happening? What's going to go on here? And uh, but I had made the motions of getting airplane ticket to go down to San Diego, all that stuff was in play. And uh, meanwhile, I'm, I'm, I'm working at a high powered organization, the Stanford uh, uh, Research Institute and uh, da da da, but I'm, my, my, my life is in a wreck. I'm living in a tent up on top of a, yeah. of a mountain, commuting in, driving a car that barely gets me to the office. Um, so it was uh, it was sketchy time, and um, on my way to go home the night before flying down, I got the heebie-jeebies, and I just was scared, and I uh, kind of just gave in to those fears. There was a number that I could call to get in touch with uh, the organization, let them know that you know I was choosing not to come, and so I pulled off the side of the road and. This was back in the days with, with uh, telephone booths. <laughs> I called this number from close to San Francisco airport, and um, uh, a, a guy answers the phone with this Australian accent. And yeah, and I go, well, uh, 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 I, um, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to come to the training tomorrow. Um, <laughs> We, 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 uh, my wife, my wife, we don't have enough money and uh, da, da. I can't remember what I said exactly, sure, but it, sure. it sort of sounded pretty weepy. Yeah. 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 And the guy on the other line, he just, there was just a moment of silence. And then he goes, you sound like a weak man. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Boom. And I'm, and I'm just standing there at this telephone booth next to Highway 101, cars zipping by. And I'm just yeah. going, ah. Uh, and I'm saying to myself, that sounds really accurate. Totally, totally. And so I, a million things flash through me. And then all of a sudden I answer back, uh, I'll, 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 be, I'll be coming. Yeah, that's great. And that but, was it. <laughs> that was your first process of the weekend, right? That <laughs> Being was it, called out know? by this Aussie. Oh, yeah. Just cut right uh, through the heart and the balls and the yeah. knees. Yeah. So yeah. cleanly. Uh, I so appreciate your authenticity. And when you were talking earlier about phoning it in, I mean, I think, I think that's how we're taught to deal with things. It's like, be confident. Uh, you know, don't, don't mm-hmm. ask, too, don't ask too many deeper questions. You don't need to get support and you certainly don't need to get support from other men because they're going to think you're weak. Oh, and God. so, and for men of a particular age, and I think that kind of 30, 40s, 50s, where men might have marriages coming apart, or maybe they get fired from a job or maybe they get yep. 
diagnosed with an illness. We're like, oh my God. Yeah. And then they don't have anywhere to turn because there's no channels. They're just like, you know, they haven't been conditioned to look for things. And so for, for, I just appreciate you being honest about how, you know, I was phoning it in like I was supposed to, right? And yep. here I am floundering. And then my marriage comes apart and I got nowhere to turn. And I think, yeah. I mean, the, the amount of depression or suicides or addiction that come because we haven't as men created enough sort of counter narrative to the man box that says, oh, you're a tough guy. You don't have to do any of this, you know, communicating your feelings or, or, or reaching out to men's circles that, that shows weakness. And it's like, that is the exact opposite of what it shows. It shows courage to step through that condition and say, look, I don't have it figured out, but these guys over here seem to at least be talking about it in an empowering mm, way. So mm, why mm. don't I start to gravitate towards Eric Hansen's group? Because maybe, mm -hmm. you know, when you said, well, you seem to have a good footing on you in New York, I, it was still a weak time for me. My marriage yeah, was solid yeah. at the time. I was, I was good at projecting a confident front. And mm -hmm, I, I was, mm -hmm. I was, har I was harboring all kinds of self-doubt about, you know, I didn't have a proper mission. I was not be, you know, I was really easily distracted by things. And, you know, there just wasn't, there wasn't, uh, the foundational stuff that I would get. And I got tons out of, of, yeah. of going yeah. through that. So, yeah, um, yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's really, uh, well said, uh, you know, there, uh, the front that, that, that I can put forward, that you can put forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think we, uh, we've been dealing with that. How do, yeah. how do we, how do we get, how do we lose our rep, so to speak? How totally. do we lose that part of ourselves that steps forward and says, um, I got this one handled here. We're yeah. really confident and proud and we can do yeah. anything we want here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, then I, what I learned over time is that, you know, from, from people like you and, and John Wilson and Jim Mitchell, all these people is that actually being authentic about mm -hmm. where you're, where you're struggling, even learning from your failures and sharing it with men. Th those are the guys that get followed. Those are the guys yep. that you want to yep. follow. It's, it's the, the guy that's the Superman. Like I don't ever have any weakness. I never, people don't really, I don't trust guys like that. Cause I'm, I know but, I've done, yep. I've sat in enough men's circles where I know there's a shadow there. They're just have not, it's not their time quite yet to touch it or they're unwilling to touch it. And it's the guys that are willing to say, look, I was getting my ass kicked. Uh, there was nothing pretty about what was going on in my marriage or, or whatever the, whatever the story is. Those are the men that I gravitate towards. And I want to follow them because I'm, I'm pulling from them because they're so real, right? Yeah. They're, they're speaking to my my authentic situation with my health or my marriage or my career money, whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah. How, how has it changed over time? Like as you've stayed, you've been in this now, what, like 25 years, maybe? Yeah. 1994 was, uh, was my initiation weekend. So it's, it's 26. What is it? Yeah. 20. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, it's yeah. uh, it's uh, it's up. It's getting up there, and it is. Um, it's it's amazing how it's had a life, and it continues to have a life uh, of its own for me. And the way that I, the way that I am dancing with um, this men's work, I call it. You know, more broadly, it, it, we can say it's MKP, but there's there's lots of different elements and so on that um, have been stirred into the pot as, as I've been engaging with things over the years. 
but the, um, you know, I'm still in a men's group and mm-hmm. I find that to be a really important part of my life and a way to um, both receive support and to, to give support. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, I'm not doing um, the, I used to, at the very beginning, I just did weekend. I, I staffed weekend after weekend of these trainings and just loved it and got into a leadership track with it and got involved in really helping to support the, the growth of the, of the I groups, the men's groups that follow after the weekend training and offer a, you know, a 10 week pathway to, um, to ground and, uh, you know, really solidify um, a lot of the things that get exposed during the initiation weekend and kind of set the, set the, set, set, set the frame for, for, for moving forward for there for, for men after they've done it. So I've really enjoyed um, uh, getting involved in that part and, um, you know, was very active and it was a huge part of my mission back in those days. Yeah, absolutely. I used to love uh, the times that I've staffed. I haven't staffed nearly as many times as you have, but the times that I have staffed, I just loved being on staff with you because you're so oh, yeah. you're so experienced. I I remember one in particular. I won't give away too much, but it was a, it was a Saturday process, and I just bumbled through something like I was just like <laughs> that was embarrassing, you know. And I, and I come out of the tent or whatever we were in, and you know, and you were there, and I'm like God, thanks for saving my ass because you stepped in and kind of you know asserted the leadership of the process. And for me, it was just like you know, I felt pretty sheepish because you know I'm like this young, you know, I'm spreading out my leadership and it's like, it was really humbling, but you were, you were so light touched with it. Like you just, you, we had a good laugh and you gave me a hug and it's like, that's how, that's how you learn it as you bumble through it. You know, I just, it was, you know, when I was younger, I probably would have been so mortified and so filled with shame that people saw me not leading well, Mm, but, mm. but, but that I was able to bumble through with people like you witnessing it and, and that it didn't diminish your, 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 how you saw me, you know? And yeah, I was like, that, that yeah. was really powerful. Like, Oh, I can muck around, not have it all figured out. And these guys really got my back. That was a super powerful lesson for me. And, and, and it's specifically with you because the, the thing I'm uh, thinking of was uh, something that you and I were engaged in, in a small group. Um, and I, you know, we're going to make this episode about mentoring. Yeah. Um, and I guess I wanted like, how, how, why is mentoring so important? We've touched on a few, but in particular, as men get older, um, what are the gifts there? Why is it important for the older men to mentor the younger men? Oh, wow. That's, that's a big, it's a big yeah. topic there. And it, it, I think it's, I think it's global. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I mean, it, it, it obviously is huge just within my own world here, how important mentoring has been to receive and to understand what it is to be um, to be a man and to be supported in being a man. Mm -hmm. And then of course, there's all the different dimensions of, of of how we do that. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, um, you know, uh, I, I believe in the, in the mythology and in the, um, the, the, what I understand about, um, Native American culture and indigenous culture in many parts of the world, um, that that mentoring is a part of community. Yeah. And uh, it's a way of really supporting that transition from boy to man. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that that is a huge, huge part of what this world needs right now. Um, You know, the men, in my judgment, are sleeping Mm. or they're they're resting or they're doing whatever they're doing. The grandfathers are not showing up and going to get the young men. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so we've got a huge amount of hurt in our, in our, in our way that our whole world is evolving for the lack of that. Right. And I think that, you know, uh, what, what I'm, what I'm seeing Tony in you and the way that you're coming forward and what the whole purpose of this podcast is really is to Mm. support that waking up process and Mm. to really enable um, that. But to go into a couple of specific things here, I did not know what it was to be a man. And when I saw at my first training and then got to know men who have done some deeper work in their lives, when I saw that, I hungered. Yeah to just sit in the same circle and um, witness and kind of absorb what, what's the essence of that. You know, there's a lot of grokking of, uh, you know, just really getting a deep understanding of, of what that is that can come through the silent level. And I really learned to appreciate that over time. Um, but I, 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 I clearly have had um, some significant um, mentors who've helped to guide me along a path, um, and um, it's you know it's it's, it's beautiful. I'm 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 um, I'm still meeting weekly with uh, with my dear mentor Bill Elbring, who was uh, just a, a a pillar of support, and 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 we really almost went through the warrior stuff at the same time, but it was clear to me that he had done so much uh, internal work and he knew so much about himself and relationships that it was easy for me to gravitate and, and receive that kind of support. And, and then as other um, leaders came along in my life, like Jim Mitchell and mm. um, uh, a number of the people that I've met through the, um, through the, uh, Inner Circle Foundation with uh, with with the prison work that we've done um, yeah. that that has you know been been uh, been absolutely um, potent to me and offering that sensibility of what what it is to be a man and you know now that I have you know got some gray hairs and done a lot of work I'm in in a really good position to. Um, to mentor back um, yeah. and to really be there for, for other men. And uh, it's something that I see as an ongoing life mission uh, That's for myself. And I see it. you doing it. And I'm just really pleased to see, you know, um, an, uh, you know, really an army of, 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 of people starting to come forward and really see the value in this, both for themselves as, as well as for the, you know, the others that they touch and then the ripple effect that that can have on the whole rest of the universe. That's great. That's great. Well, for sure, you've been a mentor to me. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. I wrote it about it a little in my book. Like when I really sat when I was younger, uh, what was in the way why did I have, I had this really subtle uh, 
competition with younger men. Now, to your point earlier, like I've got gray hair. I barely have any hair. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's clear. It's clearly I am of a certain age. Like I am, not, I am not a young man by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, the mirror is telling me I'm, I'm at this age. And when I was a little younger, like, you know, there, I was in that age when I first did MKP, like in my late 30s. So I, I was still kind of straddling. I wasn't quite a middle-aged guy yet. And so I was still able to compete with the guys that were in their 20s. And yep. when I say compete, I mean, you know what I mean. It could be sports. It could be for money. It could be for the attention of, of female or male, whatever your sexual preference is. Yep. Like, yep. There, there was that kind of, the, guy, the younger guys were my competition. Mm-hmm. And, and I had inherited that from sports and all that stuff. So these, you know, I might like some of the guys, but it wasn't like I, I viewed men that I didn't know without a skepticism and competition. And I realized as I got older that there was still a shadow there where, you know, a good looking, vibrant, you know, 25 year old guy with a full head of hair and like, you know, and I, there was a little, it wasn't like, Oh, here's a radiant man. You know, let me, you know, I want to get to know him. There was almost like a keeping him at arm's length. Cause I don't want to feel bad about where I'm at kind of thing. And that really needed to be, that shadow really needed to be teased out and fleshed out where I, I notice it quicker where I'm like, don't do that. That is not the way to be and really make my investment about the whole uh, tribe. And to your point earlier, using the native American analogy, like this is my lineage. Like it's not in my generation We're we've got our wisdom councils and we're doing all this stuff. It's in that next generation and Lucas's generation. Like how do we bring them along where they feel like, God, the older guys are really got, they got something and they're giving it to us. They're not withholding. I think that's really important in mentoring is to understand, like, I don't want to force my opinions, my, my philosophy on any younger man, but I also don't want to withhold the gifts of the path that I've taken. And if it's wanted, if it's desired to enter into a relationship where there's mentoring, I, I have to make sure I'm like game for it because I'm invested over there. I'm invested in the future. And I, and this is one of the avenues for you as well, obviously. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's one thing to say, oh, you know, how is the planet doing? And the Native Americans look seven generations in the future. When you look at it through a mentoring the men lens, it gets very real and rubber meets the road. Like, what am I doing? Okay, I'm coaching soccer over here. That's good. I'm doing the show. How else can I extend my mission into these men that maybe are sitting there sheepish because they don't know how to reach out? Can I reach them and start start a dialogue? Is there a way I can do that to help whoever is like feeling like I'm ready, but I don't know what to do? Because I remember feeling like I'm ready for the next thing, but I don't know what that looks like. And so sometimes, sometimes it's just an invitation or a conversation or you, maybe you notice somebody, you know, at the store and you're like, Hey, I've had a couple conversations with you. Uh, what's your bigger story? What are you doing with things? Mm-hmm. You know, are you getting, you know, we've got these men's groups that we fire up, uh, you know, every few months. Are you, do you, is that something that would be interesting to you? And just be game, be on the balls of your feet as a man who's done his work. Does that, does that resonate with you? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. You know, when I think back at the number of men uh, whom I have influenced and um, um, supported to basically come and uh, join men's group, do a do an initiation, um, you know, jump into to the new warrior training of the MKP project. You know, it must be, you know, well over well over forty 
Yeah. And I'm imagining, you know, uh, there, there's, a, there's so many conversations that I've had with, 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 uh, with men, mm-hmm. uh, many of whom, you know, it's literally, uh, you know, bumping into them on the street kind of um, encounters where enough of a conversation takes place where all of a sudden there's, there's something in there that sounded like there would be some um, interest or, or, a, you know, a hunger. And, you know, sometimes it's, 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 uh, just enough to kind of say, well, hmm, uh, you know, uh, um, I wonder if you might be interested in this, that, or the other. And, yeah. uh, it seems to work sometimes to make that, make that connection. And it does feel like, uh, having to be on the balls of my feet to be able to, yeah. Um, be present to be listening to that and to, you know, support, support, um, to, 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 what I want to say, as you say, uh, to, to be careful in the way of putting it forward, because yeah. it's, uh, it's really got to be um, a suggestion mm-hmm. and it can be taken like, Oh, he must think something's wrong with me. I mean, there's right. all kinds of ways right. in which, um, that conversation of about mentoring that men can take it depending on where they are with that with that process and the way that the particular chemistry is between us and them. So yeah, so. well, and I, you know, I a couple of years ago, there the the prison work, men's work in prison inside circle came out, uh, and I watched it, and I was. I didn't know you were in it. I saw you in there, which makes sense because I knew you had you had staffed uh, Folsom mm-hmm. on a number of occasions. So I was yeah. like, "There's there's Eric Hansen in the movie. It's awesome." Uh, I was hoping they were going to get a close up of you in 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 a in a Saturday process, sure, but you know, work, yeah. yeah. But I I just they stayed, they stayed they stayed focused on just the one of the four pods. Which, you know, that's which, the way the movie worked. Which yeah, you know, which makes it, sense. Sure, yeah. sure. You know, it would have been great if I was in that pod, you know? Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved, I would oh, have loved yeah. that. But on the other hand, whatever happened in that pod and in any of our pods is just such a, such a powerful thing. And um, I'm so glad that, <clears throat> that we were able to make that movie and get it out um, as, as, far as, it, as far as it has come so far. Well, so and, 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 powerful. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're talking about mentoring and here's a situation. Now I'm not for, we don't need prisons. I'm not that, you know, radical in my views, but I can recognize because I've done the, you know, we've been initiated. Uh, we, we have this, this strong men's community. I recognize in the prison, young men who did not have mentors, who did not have, a lot of them did not have fathers. And a lot of were initiated, but they were initiated by gangs into a violent culture that said, you know, if you kill somebody, then you're a man. And, you know, it's heartbreaking to me that some of those young men are going to grow old in a system, a prison system. And, you know, they, some of them just made one bad choice. And I, and I reflect on my own bad choices when I was in my teens and twenties, it's like, well, you know, I grew up in, you know, a a white, you know, middle-class working-class town. You, it wasn't the norm for me to make a poor choice and then end up in prison. Otherwise I probably would have, because at that age, you're trying to prove yourself, you know, it's it's normal to try to prove yourself as a young man and that you belong with the men. So it's, it's almost like this twist in the soul of a young man that says, I really want to belong. I don't, my dad's not around. 
uh, perhaps, or he's not an appropriate, mature man. Uh, and so where do I go to get initiated so I'm not a boy anymore? And then they end up in this system. And so I just think, you know, uh, I'm sure you guys cover some of that in your staff meetings there. And I just, I guess uh, I, sure. I, so, I so appreciate the prison, the, the work that's done in prison. <clears throat> and, and I think it's, it's a really uh, powerful illustration of the work um, applied to, it shows the universal qualities of men that it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter if you're a, 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 you know, if you're a C-suite executive who's on staff, uh, you're a working class guy, or you were a young man who made a bad choice and you're in Folsom, that there's common ground galore amongst the men in that film. And I think it just shows that because I think there's a tendency to think, oh, those prison guys, you know, they're, they're over there. They're not really like us. It's like, are they not like you? Or were their circumstances just a lot different than yours? And they made a bad choice. And like, who can't own that? Dude, I, I made boneheaded choices when I was young. Of course. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what you want to say about that. I just, I just, uh, I, I was really touched by the film. And I was really touched that this work is being done in a prison setting. Uh, and, yeah, let me, and let me just, let me just yeah. mention the, 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 the name of the film and so on yeah. for, for those of you listening. Um, Absolutely. The film is called The Work. And it's um, it's available if you Google it, and I think you can you can just um, take a look at the trailer and see if it it draws to you. The, the trailer, every time I watch it, uh, gives um, shivers up and down my spine mm. um, just from the power of the of the trailer by itself, plus whatever it tingles inside of me of mm. having participated in the process. But I think it does for everybody. And the film is probably the most riveting. Um, display of intense personal work uh, that's ever been captured on film. And uh, it, it won the, the best uh, documentary at the South by Southwest uh, Film Festival. So it's mm. definitely a, a, a high caliber film. And then it just shows raw, authentic healing going on yeah. uh, between men. And uh, whether it's whether it's men from the outside who came in to get their initiation inside Folsom during that yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or the men from inside Folsom, it doesn't really matter. It's yeah. all the same. It's all the same stuff. How do well, we how do we face ourselves and get support in doing in, in in going through areas that we want to avoid, repress and deny? <laughs> well, and, yeah, exactly. Well, and I thought that was a brilliant uh, piece. I don't know if that was just for the film or if that's the norm is to bring outside men in for the initiation as well as the guys that are that are well, inside. Well, to, to, to get back to your, you know, the, the topic of mentoring, mm -hmm. the, there are men from Folsom who have done the training in previous, uh, you know, uh, sessions mm -hmm. who are now on the delivery side of it. So yep. they are actually they're the staffing. initiators. They're yep. staffing it, yep. leading processes, doing all that stuff for the new initiates. Wow! And they have opened up for business, if you will, wow. for men from the outside to come in and be initiated inside Folsom wow. by this mixture of, of men from the outside and men from Folsom. So Ooh. they are... You know, you, we, you know, you, you think, okay, I'm, I'm in for life imprisonment. My life is over. Uh-uh. These guys are waking up men on the planet from wow. inside Folsom. Wow. They are contributing so big time 
it's it just it uh, you know I'm just amazed at the power and the glory of those leaders, and you can see them doing their work in this film. That's you can great. see them showing up and making their hearts available for men to do their work, and at the same time showing a granite you know wall that you've got to do your work. You know, absolutely. We can't we can't give it to you. You've got to you've got to go through your own you know uh, mirror here and your own stuff, and it's just it's such a, a beautiful illustration of um, you know very very deep um, emotional healing work. Um, well, we, we 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 had talked on this uh, show a few times. I've it's been scattered throughout as I've done you know I've done episodes on the archetypes that we work with in this work. Um, I've zeroed in on 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 one or two here and there. Um, I keep playing with it as part of my um, vocabulary or my philosophy mm-hmm. or, or they're mm-hmm. tools. The archetypes are really tools. And my listeners know that, you know, over the years of leading men's groups and putting processes together, sometimes, uh, you know, bringing them over from what I learned in MKP, but sometimes creating or co-creating something else in a quadrant uh, that we thought, you know, we'd get a piece of information or somebody brings a process. We're like, oh, that's fantastic. But and the interesting thing is, over the years, you know, warrior, uh, lover, magician, and even hero, uh, tons of work, tons of expression, tons of processes, and king, uh, you know, we we struggled over the years and the decades really with with what to do with king, how to express it. Uh, you know, there would be a a block sometimes, uh, a shadow around well, isn't that all about controlling everything? And then you, you realize, well, no, that's not, that's not collective King energy. Well, you know, uh, how, how do we, how do we make an impact as Kings when those guys are running everything? Well, that's not really healthy King either. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. weak. That's the shadow or the weakling. Um, and you know, we, we, we started with what's gratitude and it kind of evolved into what alliances are you making, uh, to further the kingdom, to further the greater good. But then that, that kind of, you know, ran out of steam and, you know, we started borrowing from the native Americans about seven generations and that, that, mm-hmm. seemed, that mm-hmm. seemed to yield some things. I think you and I talking about mentoring, uh, starts to touch on it even more. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I guess, you know, for you, what what is a healthy sovereign? What does it look like moving forward? To me, it seems like this might be our collective edge. If I had to, mm-hmm. if I had to own it in myself, um, I might claim the edge of king and the edge of lover, maybe as some some micro work that I need to do. But mm-hmm. if I had to, if I had to do a diagnostic of all the men I know, I would look squarely at the king and say there seems to be a little. That seems to be a little anemic for what we're growing into and how do we have conversations that start to flesh that out and so i wanted to give you a chance to speak about the sovereign the king like is this something that you noticed is there what do you see about the collective what what are some maybe um ideas or pathways like what what are you noticing that might help to flesh that out good question and really uh, um something that is so needed so i'm so glad tony that you're you're focusing in on this and um, asking so many important questions around this because I 
agree 100% with you that this planet, the way that we've been evolving, um, is missing that ingredient in lots of ways. We see a lot of the shadow king energy mm-hmm. showing up in lots of places, but the true authentic king energy uh, has has diminished. And I, I believe that um, one element of it that uh, is really present in our modern times, say for the last uh, 50 years, let's say, um, has been a diminishment in the valuing of the elder mm. and the elder energy. Yep. And so, whereas we might in a different culture be able to see a king energy coming forth in a um, in a president such as Biden, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we don't value the elder. We don't value the elder energy, and we don't value you know the blessing that can be offered by that, the wisdom. Yep. Uh, we, so he's being perceived as a weak, a weak king. Sure. Right. Yep. And I think so much of what we're doing here is we're completely squishing the value of the king mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, is how do, um, you know, what, what do we need to do to heal the culture and the society in, in that respect so that the actual authentic king can be seen and heard rather than uh, shoved aside and put into a rest home? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, where I'm starting to go, and I don't want to get political because uh i just right. know we, we, I, 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 I i i hear you and i knew i knew it was it was dangerous to no 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 to it's put, not da- put it's, biden for, for no no it's not it's not dangerous at all yeah. um it's just because where i'm starting to see the edge is and this this will be a little bit uncomfortable for some men is that there is an inner sovereign for instance that i have played with since the pandemic that says wait a minute Last I checked, I live in a constitutional republic. Um, there is God's law or universal law. There's me as a citizen, in a, and I'm supported in my rights of sovereignty by the U.S. Constitution, then the state constitution. And then way below that is any recommendations from some governor, like mandates are not laws. And part of it, I've had episodes where, you know, we're fleshing this out, and I think that men... I, I I hate to say this, but I just I I see a surrendering of the sovereign mm. when we're mm. all in when we're all in masks because I don't know anybody that likes wearing these damn things and it's not a law but men are like just giving up their sovereignty and saying well you know Jay Inslee said to wear it I'm like who gives a shit what Jay Inslee said is that going to dictate your sovereignty mm. like and I, I think mm-hmm. so it's it's got a little bit more of an edge than. What we've been talking with, like, I think there is that blessing piece and the legacy piece um, and and honoring elderhood. All that is yes, yes, yes. But there also might be a piece where we're like, wait a minute, we have to wake up as men and say, we have to have conversations that come from, I am, I'm a sovereign citizen. If, if I'm not going to recognize my own sovereignty inside myself, and in my first of all is my conditioning that well, I have to do this. I have to put this mask on because this other person said it. It's like, well, wait, slow down a second. Like, you know, is that really true? Just have you, sure, che- sure. have, you have you checked the facts on that? Yeah, people might get mad at you, 
but is that going to be where you surrender your sovereignty as a man? Somebody mm-hmm. gets somebody mm-hmm. gets upset that I'm that I'm ex- and I've got this in spades last two years. Like sometimes people get really upset with me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I have to be okay with that because I'm not causing anybody any loss, injury, or harm, and I'm representing something. They might not know what I'm representing yet. They might they will, but. And so there's a little bit of that which starts to mix in politics. I don't like that, but mm. I I just know internally I'm like if I'm not if I'm just going to do what everybody says I should do, am I ever going to emerge as a sovereign? Am I ever going to give into the king conversation in a way that comes from authenticity? Because I don't see that I can't I can't reconcile those. Mm-hmm. And so so mm-hmm. for me so for me it's been a very uncomfortable awakening of my sovereign. And I'm seeing it happening in more and more men. But to say that's not going to be a piece, I think, is missing something that might be very crucial in the coming months and the coming years. Great, great. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally uh, embrace that. And I guess I would say this is a this is a bit of a warrior king. Yes, energy. It, is. it is for sure. And, yep. and so that, you know, that and that's totally appropriate um, as it's needed here and in yep. the context of 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 really uh, stretching into my rights and um, uh, as, as a, as a sapien born on planet earth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what, 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 what is really important to me and how do I, how do I um, operate within the, 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 the social evolutionary framework that we've got going on here. Um, Yeah. Well, that, that was a bit of a, that was a bit of a curveball. I know mm-hmm. uh, we had spoke about it before and it's, sure, it's sure. like you said, it's got some warriors, so it's got a little bit of edge, but that's, that's part of kind of what I'm seeing. Um, and, you know, and I don't, I don't want to, I like all the blessing legacy mentoring elderhood stuff. That's where I want it to go. But there's a little bit of a piece there where I'm like, mm, wait a minute, you know, what I mean? like, mm-hmm. hold on a second. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. We've got this thing that keeps get grabbing everyone's attention. Uh, there's a little bit of an elephant in the room. Um, can, you know, can you guys stand in your sovereignty? Uh, and, it, and, there's a lot of men that are doing it in, you know, 44 other states. You and I happen to live in two states where, you know, it's, there's still a lot of people doing what the governor suggests because, right. well, let's just get through this. But that was years ago and we're still just getting through it. So there's a point where you start to realize, wait a minute, maybe this is on me and not, you know, maybe it's my awakening and not waiting for somebody to say, okay, it's okay. Now you can do what I, you know, you, you can resume what you were doing before because I said so. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Eric, thanks so much for coming on Basecamp for Men and sharing your your wisdom and your insights. And thank you, by the way, for getting me into uh, what would be my life's path. You've been a terrific mentor to me and many other men and an example of you know, uh, your hero's journey that the new chapters that are uplifting can start at any time. It's not, it's, mm, you know, mm. it's not men's works, not for somebody that's, you know, necessarily only young or, or in their twenties that men can start and say, Hey, I want a little bit of that at any point. And, you know, look how much our lives, you and I, how much our trajectory has changed mm, by mm. our involvement in this community. So thank you so much for being that for me. I really appreciate you're like a brother and an uncle to me. So my, my, it was really my pleasure to be here with you, Tony. And I, uh, I bless you and I bless this program that you're creating and I bless uh, all you listeners that uh, we may be able to take uh, the, the heart and spirit of, of this kind of a conversation 
uh, into ourselves more deeply and out into the world and into the universe. Beautiful. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Tony. Take care. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Eric Hansen. The film we were speaking about is called The Work, and it is a powerful expression of how men's work can transform lives, no matter the circumstances. And lastly, if you find the show valuable and would like to support us, please consider a small monthly donation. Any donation is greatly appreciated, and you can do that at the donation tab at www.basecamppodcast.com. Thank you, listeners. That's our show for today. Men, remember that the story of your life is not yet all told. I'm Tony Rezac, and thank you for listening to Base Camp for Men.